Good morning, good morning to each and every one of you. Happy New Year. Amen. <laughs> Happy New Year, man. There was a point in 2022, I didn't think the world was going to make it to 2023. I thought, okay, the Raptors got to be coming because this is some crazy stuff going on. But we want to say Happy New Year to each of you. Happy New Year to all of our online members and friends and visitors. We thank you this morning so much for choosing the House of Restoration to come and celebrate and bring in this new year. Amen. How many of you are looking forward to 2023? Amen. I mean, I know 2022 was rough. I can tell you some stories about it, but I'm so excited that God has, has transitioned us, amen, has seen us through, and that we are alive. We're breathing in the air of 2023 where, where there's new opportunities and new things that God wants to introduce to us, all the things that he has aligned up for us, and all we need to do is get in order, amen, and just begin to do the work that he's called us to do, to be, be able to understand and just put our past behind us, and move forward those things that didn't work out the way we wanted it to or things that we're, we're, we're kind of disappointed in. God said, let that be yesterday. Let that be yesterday and embrace the new that is coming forth. So I'm excited, as I said, as we enter into 2023, um, just want to see what God has for us. So today, I'm not going to be long before you because we are, you know, it is a holiday. And I know y'all got your black eyed peas and your greens and all of that going. Amen. <laughs> I know that uh, you want to go home and celebrate the holiday and I, I want to respect your time. But I just want to share from my heart what God um, has been saying concerning uh, direction for restoration in this new year, concerning uh, each of us, our trek, our part, and what we are to do, and how are we should be preparing ourselves for the great works that God is about to release. Amen. So let me just pray. Father God, we bless you this morning. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the testimony of our dear friend Rick, Father God, and the many others, God, that you've allowed us to be a part of their life, God, to be a stepping stone, Father God, back into society, Lord. We don't take that lightly, God, that your word says that the poor will be among us, Father God, the disheartened would be among us, Father, and that is our responsibility as a church of God, Father God, to represent you in those ways that touch a person's soul, God. We can sit here and we can hand out food. We can hand out clothing, God. We can do those things, but to give a person a place to call home. Father God, even if it's just a temporary assignment, God, that they can lock a door, that they can open a window, Father God, that they can have heat, Father God, in these, in this, in these winter months, God, that we can Get, offer them a meal, Father God, that we can love on them and tell them about the goodness of Jesus, Lord. Father God, as we continue to minister to our community in that way, we just give you praise and thanks because all the glory goes to you. Now, Father, as we step into this new year, God, we just ask for further vision, Father God, further expansion of the things that you want us to do, God, interpersonally and corporately as a body, Lord. We thank you, Father God, and we bless your holy name. Amen, amen, amen. So this morning, um, 
It's going to be some teaching, but really just want to speak to you prophetically about what God has been saying to me. Uh, God speaks to me a lot. We, 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 we get into it. We get into some really deep conversations. And uh, I just, I love communing with him. Um, oftentimes, I'm just, you know, blown away um, that God's love for me and his grace over me, it just, it just, sometimes I just wake up like, I, I can't even believe that, you know, because I know me. And so I, I, I just wake up and believe, I, I can't believe you would take a wretch like me and you would, you would love me the way he loves me and that he loves you the way that he loves you because he knows us, okay? He knows us in the depth of our being. He knows our failures. He knows our shortcomings. He knows our habits. He knows what we're going to do before we even do it. He knows the fact that, you know, we're going to, to cheat, lie, steal, connive, and do all of those things. He knows that, that we will spend time on social media. <laughs> we will spend time watching TV, watching sports, doing what we want to do instead of getting into his word. Amen. He knows us. He knows us every he knows us so deeply, so, so because he crafted us. And the beauty of all of that is that he still loves us. Even, even in our foolishness, even in our craziness, God thinks about us. I mean, he wakes up with you on his mind. He's constantly, constantly just praying over you and watching over you and caring over you, even when we don't even reciprocate that love to him. You know, God is just asking for us to be obedient in, in, the, in the ways that he has taught us, in the ways that Jesus Christ walked. He's just asking for obedience. And I'm going to tell you, that obedience thing is a booger, okay? <laughs> it's, it's really um, the choice of, you know, do I want to do this? Oh, you know, yeah, kind of, but really not because, you know, the other, the other things that I could be doing would be much more fun and much more, more lucrative to my, to my flesh and to my feelings. But God just continues to press on us and show us his way. So today I just really want to talk to you about um, 2022 a little bit, just where we've been as a ministry, where you've been as you reflect through your thoughts of where you've been and what God has done for you in 2022. And I want to encourage you that, you know, the media team um, is back up. If you have a story that you want to share, please let us know because we, we, we grow from each other's testimony. Amen. We get encouraged by each other's testimony. We sharpen our iron by telling each other's testimony, by revealing what God has done, being transparent in all, the, all God has done for us and what we've go, we're going through. And so if you have a story to share, if you have something that you've been through and you just want to share it and, and the, the media team deems this as, as a story worth, worth uh, videoing, then we, we want to do that, amen? We want to do church differently. I so appreciate it last week and I want to just, again, thank thank. Uh, Betty and the team, uh, I just thought that the word was so rich uh, through, through the illustration. And that's what we want to be. We want to be able to touch people in different ways. Yes, it's always good to get a word, uh, always good to get a word from the Lord. But sometimes illustrations and plays and skits really hits home and really helps to, to let other people open up the hearts of other people where they will, will understand and they will be able to connect with the word of God. So... 
this morning, if you would just stand to your feet, we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about anxiety <laughs> this morning, uh, something that the enemy uses as a tool to, to stunt our growth, amen, to strike us with fear uh, and to unmotivate us to do the things of God. So if you would turn to uh, Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to be reading verse 4 and 6, amen? So, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 and 6, and it reads, as we read together, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As we look, at to the, as we look into this verse, uh, I know that we understand what anxiety is. Amen. We understand what anxiety can do to a person. We understand that the enemy uses anxiety as his number, one of his number one tools. If I can just scare him a little bit, if I can just kind of just, just tip them over just a little bit, I will, I will be able to just overtake them because in our thoughts, in our hearts, when, when calamity comes, when death comes, when worries come, when problems come, the first thing we do is that we, we take on this anxiety, we take on fear, we try to figure it out. And God is always right there in the moment saying, I'm right here with you. I feel that anxiety. I feel your grief. I feel your sorrow. I understand what you're going through. But the last thing we often do is just turn to God and say, God, here it is. I'm going to hand this over to you. And so in 2022, uh, as a ministry, as a church, as individuals, we went through a lot. We've lost more congregants uh, due to illnesses. We've lost members, amen. We've lost a lot of things. And as, as we're, we're focusing, diligently focusing on just getting back on track, the enemy comes at us in so many ways to just keep us off track, to keep us um, down on, our, on, on what God wants us to do because God, God is about to do something great and the enemy is just here to defeat us. He's here to help, to, 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 to fight against everything that God has for us. So in this passage of scripture, uh, this, this letter to, to the church of Philippi, uh, Paul is actually closing out this letter, but he's talking to uh, the body. He's writing another letter to the Philippian church and just encouraging them that everything that they've been through as a church, that it's going to be all right. And so Paul, um, I love, I want to read it um, in the, the, this text in the Living Bible because I, I really just was able to really grasp the fullness of what he was saying. And in the Living Translation, the Living Bible Translation, it says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all that you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God your needs. And don't forget to thank him for his answers. 
I just really, that, that, when I read it in that translation, it just really began to, to help me to understand that when we get anxious about things, when we get worried about things, that that's the time that God is saying, rejoice, amen? That instead of worrying, we should be rejoicing. We should be telling God about that situation. That we should be telling others about what's going on in our lives. That we should rejoice in God because in our rejoicing, God strengthens us, amen? Have you ever been in a situation, and I've been, been here, that things were just, you know, where you just like, I can't take another thing, Lord, I'm done. And a worship song comes on. Or you begin to pray, and the Spirit begins to minister to the depths of your soul. And you find yourself just being lifted out of that dry place, being lifted up out of that sorrow, being lifted out of that fear. So I just believe that this passage is just really uh, befitting to us as we segue into 2023, that as when we invite God into our situations, anxiety and fear have no place and no seat at the table. And I want to encourage you, you know, when Rick first came to the church, he was driving us crazy. I mean, every five minutes, he was knocking on the door. He was complaining. He was worrying. He wanted to be out of here. And, you know, they're not treating me right. And this is going on. And it was just so much anxiety within him when he found himself in this, in this situation. All he wanted to do was just be done. I just want to be out of here. This is not me, you know. He had worked. He had a career. He had a great job. He was very successful in life. And when he found himself out on the street, he didn't know how to react to it. And he was angry. I mean, he would come in and he would be cussing and fussing. And he was angry at what God had done. And he felt like, you know, why, why am I in this situation? And what y'all going to do about it? And I remember meeting him, I remember sitting in connections and just talking to him one day, and he was just venting, he was just so riled up, and his health, he was having health issues on top of that, and he was just, he was just a wreck. And he was sitting there talking to him, and I just smiled, and I just looked at him, and I said, Rick, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, you have to walk through this process. And I just began ministering to him as he shared the wonder, wondrous, wonderful things of life that how he had been, you know, such a successful man. He had played for professional sports. He had family. He had children. And he was talking about all the things that he accomplished. And I said, just praise God right there. Just praise God on what he's done for you. I said, I don't understand the situation you're in. I can't, you know, abracadabra the situation is uh, away, but I do know one thing. I said, I do know God is going to heal you. I do know that God is going to set you free. I do know that God is going to walk you through this process. And he just felt like, you know, they're going to help the women. They're going to do this, you know. What is, what is my chance of getting a voucher? You know, what is my chance of me getting back on my feet? And everything was just, just, just in chaos for him. And as we sat there, I, uh, we prayed, and I just, I just blessed him, and I said, you know, I said, your story has made me excited. I said, I know that it's not exciting for you to be having to live in this, in, in this situation. I said, but what I see is that God is getting ready to do wondrous things for you. 
God's going to heal you. God is going to, to set you up in a, your own home. This is a temporary situation, but it's how you walk through the situations of life that catches the attention of God. And I just kept telling them, you got to stop blaming everybody. You know, this, you found yourself in this situation. What was it that you, what was it that caused you to get in this situation? And as we got to know each other, he began to reveal some things. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah. Oh, so you tried to play the game. Okay. And, and you be, I began to understand why he had fallen into this situation. Just like many of us, we, we can shuck and jive, you know, we can put on our clothes, we can come in and, you know, we look good on the outside, but in the inside, there's turmoil, there's fear, there's anxiety, there's, you know, will I go home and will there be an eviction notice on my door? What, what, what do I need? You know, how can I continue to play this game? And so, as the new year comes, people always make New Year's resolutions, and I'm pretty sure you all have made some New Year's resolutions already. One of my big New Year's resolutions that I've been doing probably for the last 20 years is I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this. I'm still fat. Let me let you tell you so. 20 years of making a resolution that did not come to fruition, you know, and I'm going to study the Word more, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And we make all of these resolutions, but those resolutions are really self-serving. Serving. You know, they're really benefiting us. I'm, I'm going to save my money up. I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to take a great vacation. You know, I, 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 I'm going to do all of these things. And we resolve to do these things. But when, but, you know, as, as this year came, I said, I'm not, first of all, I ain't talking about losing weight. If it happens, it happens. Amen. <laughs> it needs to happen. Trust me. But it was like, I'm not going to sit up here and make resolutions and promises to myself that I know I'm not going to be able to keep. That I know like within a month, you know, that bluebell ice cream that's sitting in the freezer is going to call me in the middle of the night. You know, something is going to throw me off track. Something is going to get to me. And I, I refuse to throw it away because Bluebell ice cream is expensive. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be tempted by that. I have the power. I have the strength. I have the mental ability to not do that. And we find ourselves right back, you know, back at square one, re restarting our resolution or restart. Okay, well, you know, Lord, I slipped up. Forgive me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start tomorrow. But God is saying that I'm right there with you. I'm there to help you resolve these issues that, they, that you have. Maybe it's just weight loss, or maybe it's something much more, much deeper than that. What God is saying is that he's with us, amen? And he's here, and he's saying, just cast all of your anxiety on me. In Matthew chapter 6, I think it's around verse 25, he says, cast all your cares upon me. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. He says, I got you. I cover you, but we don't see that. We get so individualized and we feel like, you know, we've got to climb these corporate ladders. We've got to do the things uh, that make us appear like we have it all together. And God said, that's, that's not what I'm after. What I'm simply after is your obedience. And so this is a situation that is kind of going on in the book of Philippians where Paul is addressing the church of Philippi. You see, there was an argument that had broke out. There was some discourse that had broke out between Judea and Syntyche. And so these were two sisters Two women of God that had walked with Paul, that had ministered alongside of him. They were leaders in the church, and a conflict, a disagreement had come up in between 
them. And Paul addresses it, and he's telling them, he's telling the church, I need you all to pray for them, amen? I need you all to help them. I need you all to help resolve this situation. I, I believe that that's just so true for the church of God today, is that we need to know what's going on in each other's lives. You know, we see conflict in the church. I can tell you when pastor died, I had so much conflict between people. I was like, why, why are you coming at me like this? Um, and, and I just began to just wonder, you know, are we saved or what's going on? You know, people bumping for positions, people just doing crazy things, calling me saying stuff. Pastor told me that I was the next this and that. And I'm just like, You've got to be kidding me right now. Like, you're here pushing an agenda. I'm here grieving. And, and, and it was just a period of where anxiety just took over. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, you know. There were some choice words that began to come out of my mouth. And I said, God, you know, you're going to have to help me. I'm going to need you to help me love your people. Amen. And I just began to just really honestly pray for people like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, you want to what? You're the leader of what? Who cares? Like, I don't even care if the church explodes. You know, my husband just passed. What do you want me to do about it? But I really under, began to understand the selfishness of people, the selfishness of Christians. Amen. The things that we do that are unpleasing to God and self-serving to ourselves, just like those resolutions we make, it's not for the upbuilding of kingdom, but it's the upbuilding of oneself. And so I just began to just pray for God. But this was go there was some type of disagreement. It doesn't really explain what the disagreement was. And Paul is addressing the church and saying, y'all need to get into their business. You all need to help this situation. Don't, don't, let, don't let them split. Don't let them uh, walk in the church and have ought, just like we do. Mm, there she is. Or mm, I know he ain't coming over here to tell me what to do or what I need to do. You know, those type of things were going on because they were just people just like us. But Paul was encouraging them to, to get into their business, basically. And that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to be transparent. Y'all know I am transparent. There's things that, that I, I sometimes want to tell you, and then I'm just like, they will probably walk out this door and say, like, okay, that's just a little TMI for me. But there's things that, that God has revealed to me in my life, and that's why I live transparent, because I know that, you know, you all face some of the same struggles that I, I, I face. So... In this story, uh, the Church of Philippi is just under great tension. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, they're trying to, they're new Christians. They're trying to, to upbuild the church. They're trying to upbuild the kingdom of God. And, and Paul scripts this thing and says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about tomorrow. And so that's what God is saying to us as we enter into 2023. Let's not be anxious. Amen. Let's resolve, let's make the resolution that when I feel anxious, I'm going to go to God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to study the word. I'm going to hand it over to God because he's the only one that will make sure that, 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 that I'm healed. He's the one that will guarantee my blessing. He's the one that will guarantee that I will make it through this situation. And so as, as they are going through this situation, Paul's encouraging them 
Paul is telling them, attend to the things that are bothering you. Don't just push them off to the side. But earnestly attend to it. Make sure that you're speaking with someone. Make sure that you're sharing the pain and sorrow with, which, with, with other members and other members of the body. So just quickly, in 2022, you would think 2021 when Pastor died was the worst, worst time of my life. But 2022 came at another level for me. And um, I found myself probably at the end of April just, I flipped out. Like everything just... Psh, and I was just, I was crazy. Woo! I mean, I was crazy for real. And everything, it would just started layering, like pastor's death, the church. I had this heart, I was diagnosed with this heart disease. I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. I lost a lot of weight. I've now put it back on so you know I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> I was just so anxious. I mean, I, I could not... Even if, if the, heat, the heat kicked on the house, I would jump. And I was like, God, wait, wait, hold up. You know, this, this anxiety, I was just like, why am I so nervous? Why am I so antsy? And um, the enemy was just, he was just pounding me and pounding me with thoughts. You should just let the church go. Give it to someone else. You should do this. I was scared to death about how am I going to pay this house? This house is too big. We need to move. We need to do this. And, you know, it was just, I couldn't even concentrate. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was just, I would lay in the bed. I'm telling you, 12, 18 hours straight, just get up, get some water, go to the restroom and just fall back down in the bed. And I was just like, God, you know, you've, you've got to do something. You've got to help me through all this. And I wasn't sharing this with, with many people. I was just kind of keeping it to myself like, okay, you ain't going to go crazy. We're going to do this. We gonna, we're going to push through. And then one day I just snapped. I was just like, you know what? You're so prideful. You're so stupid and prideful. You better call for help. You better ask someone to, to help. You better start speaking these things. Didn't want to talk to my children about it because then they would just, you know, we would just, you know, we were just licking each other's wounds. And so I began to, to tell my sisters, I began to tell my brothers, like, I'm not able to sleep. I've gone to the doctor. The doctor says I got a heart murmur. I got a heart disease. And all of these things were just causing all of this anxiety. I was literally scared to move or walk out the house at times. And I began to say, you know what? <laughs> if you don't get no help, you're going to go crazy. And um, so I began sharing with my, with my sisters and sharing with others. And two of the sisters to this day, they called they were calling every day. They were praying over me. I had people checking in on me because I would just hide it. You know, my thing was, oh, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> oh, you think that I'm superwoman? <laughs> no, I'm crazy. But okay, you know, have your opinion. And I was just going through this period of just trying to hide my inner feelings. And, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to push forward. We're going to do all that God says for us. And one day the, the Lord sat me down. He said, you gonna, you gonna drop dead. Keep playing. He says, this anxiety had choked me out so bad that I just was just, I had just frozen. And I was just like, I was nervous. I was shaking. I was like, wow, Satan, look at you. You really got me twisted. You know, I would wake up and I just began laughing. And I was just like, but I rejoice in it, God. I thank you for it. I thank God for that experience because it's through that experience that my relationship with him 
grew to the next level, that my heart burst open. I could have made the choice to walk away from it all, but God was saying, uh-uh, absolutely not. <laughs> he says, I, I chose you. And so I want you all to know that as we enter into 2023, God has chosen you. God wants to do great things for you. All of those dreams and things that, that, that just lay in your belly, God says, they're coming forth. See, I was asking God about 2023. I was asking him about what, what is, what is, um, what's about to take place, you know, where, where is restoration going in 2023? And we've been diligently working on getting our ministries back together, looking on furthering uh, the things that we used to do to enhancing the ministry, having the, the outreaches and all the, the programs and children's ministry and youth ministry and just becoming relevant and vibrant again. And God is beginning to pull those things together and we're, I'm beginning to see, you know, his hand upon us. But when I looked at that passage of scripture and I just saw that, you know, if we stay steadfast and unmovable... <laughs> If we say, you know what, yes, I'm going through this, and we all go through stuff. We all have drama. We all have illnesses. We have things that are going to hit us. But if we stay steadfast in God, that's the verse one of, of the passages. If we stay steadfast in God, if we stay, stand firm in him, he will, he will resolve it. Amen? That he's already made a, made a resolution, and he made that resolution on the cross, that I've got you. <laughs> that he made the greatest resolution of all is that if you trust in me, if you believe in me, if you allow yourself to die, I will, I will make you live. I will, I will bring, you, bring life back into you. And that's what 2022 was for me. It wasn't so much the death of pastor, the illnesses, all the things, the, 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 the stuff I freaked out over. But what really got me was the fact that God allowed me to die. God said, you know, the scripture says, when you die to flesh, die to your flesh, that you have to be, you know, in order to know God in the fullness of him, you have to surrender totally to him. You have to die to your flesh. You have to die to all that you are. And I believe that that death, that spiritual death that I went through was the culmination of who I am today. I mean, when I say I literally died in the physical, I mean, in the spiritual, I died. I felt, I felt the presence. I felt everything taken away from me, everything that I thought I was, who I was, the people I loved most, all of that was stripped. And it was just me standing there like, God, what am I supposed to do? And he said, die, die. You asked me, you begged me, Lord, I want to do deeper things. I want to see miracles performed, God. I want, to, I want to live like you live. I want to live and reflect kingdom. And he said, baby, the only way there <laughs> is for you to die. And so as I, I just released that and just felt like everything had been taken away, I was just like, okay, well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, I felt like um, there was just no place for me anymore. 
excuse me. And in that death is where I begin to hear the soft, gentle voice of the Lord. It's where I begin to feel healing coming back into my body. I begin to feel the presence of God like I've never felt before. I begin to hear his voice clearer. I begin to, to actually want to hear him. I wanted to be with him. It was that place where he had picked me up and was just rocking me and saying, girl, I got you. God's got us. God's got you. But there's a place that he has to take you to. He took Abraham to that place, amen? He took David, he took Moses, he took a lot of the saints to that place where they surrendered. Even Paul on the road to Damascus had to give up everything he had achieved, everything that he had worked for, everything that he thought he was. He says, I count it all dung. He's just like, it means nothing to me. Than my, more than my relationship with God. And so as, as we learn to die in 2023, as we learn to just, just put our, our, our things aside, you know, I want, we want things. We've worked for things. We've achieved things just like Paul has. Paul was the Pharisee of all Pharisees. Paul had it going on. I'm sure he had a nice home. He had retirement. He had everything that he had worked for. And he was looked upon, and God said, mm-mm, mm-mm, and he took it all away. God is wanting to pull out of us what does not reflect him. God is wanting to remove those things that do not reflect him so that we can be used by him in such a mighty way. So as, as I, I continue on, there's a, a scripture in Galatians and. Um, Galatians 2.20 that says, um, I know, it's, not, it's not I that lives. It's no longer I. That, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives within me. We've got to get to that point to where we've died to ourselves and that Christ has risen up. Amen? Yeah, we're still going to feel the same issues of life. We're still going to deal with the same people that get on our nerves. We're still going to deal with, with hardships. But when we deal with them, we know that we are dealing with them. We are dealing with them through the Spirit of God. I mean, people still kind of come up to me if they see me out, and they'll just say something. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus help me, <laughs> you know, that I, that I can now, before, I, before Katani speaks, I allow the Lord to speak to me in response to them. And God is saying that he wants us to be transparent, amen, that he wants us to love people like he loved people, that even in our responses, in our workplaces, even with our spouses, our, our family, our kids, that we are filtering his love through our responses, that we're making sure that God... I'm not going to get anxious. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to allow this comment to, to take me off course. And just love people. I was in the grocery store. I was in King Super. And um, a member, former member came up. And they were telling me, well, I just, I just, I, it's good to see you. How you doing? You know, and they were, they were talking to me. And I'm like, good. You know, I embraced them. I hugged them. And I think, well, I, I just, I can't come to the church no more because the uh, pastor's not there. And, and things aren't the same. And, you know, I, 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 just, I just can't even bring myself to come to church anymore. And I, I just looked at them. And I smiled. And I said, 
wow, um, I'm I said, well, I'll be praying for you. I said, I, I understand. It's a hard loss. I said, um, but I can guarantee you pastor ain't coming back. <laughs> pastor don't want to come back. I said, so you have to make the choice on whether or not you want to reconnect with the family or whether you just want to do you because you were so connected to pastor. And they kind of looked at me and I said, I said, I'm just praying for you. And about a couple of weeks later, they came to church and they, they were just like, you know, I thought about what you said and I'm just like, that's my family. That's, that's my church. And, and they've returned. I don't see them every Sunday, but, but they've come back. And it's just the simple things like that instead of me just getting to my feelings like, well, what? I'm not good enough for you. You know, I can't, be, I can't pastor you. I was just like, have a great day. God bless you, you know, and, and how are the kids? And, you know, I just sat there and I just loved on them. And we have to walk in that, in, in that, in that type of transparency with ourselves and with others. So I just want to just, you know, as, as I just get ready to conclude, I just wanted to tell us that, tell you that anxiety is real. Amen. 2022 is hard. 2023 is going to be hard, too. There's going to be a lot of political things going on. There's going to, you know, we're really getting ready to get into, fall back into to the nonsense of politics. And, and you know, we just look around, these, these snowfalls, this weather change, all the things that are happening. I just feel so, you know, I just get sickened by, by the people that have just, you know, froze to death that weren't able to get into shelter. I just, I, it sickens me to see how this world is changing. And we might just, you know, oh, it was just a bad snowstorm. No, it wasn't a bad snowstorm. That's God waking us. That's God shaking us. That's God letting us know that I'm in control. I control this weather. I control this earth. I control the heavens. And so as we went through the pandemic, you would have thought, oh, that's enough. But we still keep seeing calamity after calamity. We still keep seeing all of these crazy things happening in this world. They're going to continue to happen. And the only way we're going to get through them is by standing up and being the church of God. So one of the things, some of the things that God was speaking to me is that um, we as, as, as Restoration um, have been called to a great task have been chosen for a great task. You have been chosen for a great task. Um, and that this is a year of reformation. 2023 is the year of reformation. We see all of these things happening and that, those, are just, those are just the tremors of what God is about to do. He has to shake us up in order to get our intention. I tell people all the time, I said, pastor's death wasn't a shock to me. I felt it coming. I think he felt it coming. I said, I really believe that it was God's way of, of wakening us up and saying, you know what? You all are too attached. I'm, a, I'm going to shake some things up and I'm going to let you stand on your own. It's like that, 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 um, like that uh, story that, Pat, that last message pastor spoke about Jesus approaching the fig tree and there were no leaves and Jesus cursing that fig tree and that fig tree just died. God is saying that, God was saying to me just a couple of, couple of weeks ago, I was sitting at pastor's desk. I was trying to go sort through some more of his paperwork. Lord, that man was a, 
Never mind. But I was just <laughs> trying to get through some of the paperwork. And I came across a folder. And I opened the folder. And it was, it was an email from Chief Wayne. And it was dated 419. That's the day that I had my knee surgery. And Pastor had printed it out. And he had wrote all over it, highlighted it, because Chief had just accepted the position to come and help restore some things, help revitalize, help, help move some things forward. And at the top of it in big red letters, it said, thank you, Jesus, finally. <laughs> and I was looking at it and I got really teary-eyed within the spirit of the Lord. Just, I just began to chuckle and I just, I just looked up and I said, boy, you did the right thing right there. Amen. You know, and just begin to praise God for, for what we've what, what his death has accomplished. We have Chief Wayne, we have Pastor Samuel, we have Pastor Leah, we have people stepping back up into ministry. We have all the things that we needed. But like that fig tree, some things had to die. Some things had to be released out of the ministry. And so God was telling me to tell you all to continue to dig and fertilize Dig up those areas in your heart. Overturn those areas in your heart that you just kind of like, I'm not going to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. God is saying that we need to dig and fertilize around our territory. He's out there doing his work, amen? When we see the homeless shelters, when we see the pallet, pallet shelters, the tents, and all the other things that we're doing in the community, that was God digging and fertilizing fertilizing and preparing the ground for us. We might not have gotten that $66 million in this round, $66 million in this round, but it's coming. I got a call from Senator Bennett's office saying that the $3 million to help us with that, with the, the apartments was approved. I'm getting calls from, from other organizations saying we wanna partner with you in this new year. Funding is about to drop, and we want to make sure that you guys are first on the list. See, God is digging. God is fertilizing. God is doing all that he said he was going to do. So we can't just sit in here and just be like, oh, great. That's nice. Look what God is doing. But God wants us to dig and fertilize not only around our own homes, our own hearts, but dig and fertilize in this building, in this church. What, what can you do? to help enhance this church? What can you do to, to bring life back in to this ministry? Pastor Leah has come in. She's teaching the children. She's getting, helping with the children. She's helping with the youth. She's helping with the young adult. Why is one woman doing three things? It blows me away. Sometimes I'm just like, she didn't came in. And she's doing three things, three ministries. And we've got people out here in the congregation that can do those things. Now, I'm not, I'm not downing anybody. She's opened up her, she's such a sweet, sweetheart. She's opened up her arms and said, you know, I can teach you. I can help you. I can help organize. I can help, help get these ministries off the ground. But it takes us partnering with her. Amen. I don't want to see her carry that load by herself. There's some times where I'm just like, do you want me to do the youth today and you come to the sanctuary? You know, it, it burdens me that, that we say we want it, but we don't put our money and our talents where our mouth is. And so God is saying, I need you in, in, in 2023 to start doing the things that I've called you to do. Take your gift off the shelf. Yeah, we've got some red tape 
that we need to deal with. We've got some, some stuff that, you know, we block and we, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. But God is saying to me, he's saying, look, it's time to get back into, to, it's time for us to get back to work. So we've got to, to filter out those things that block, block the process. Pastor was, was a great teacher. He was a man of God. He could profoundly preach the word, but he was also corporate. So everything was just structured as you got to have this, you got to have that, you got to do. I can talk about him, y'all. He's my husband. And, and there, were, <laughs> there were things that I would often tell him, I don't see how that's going to work because I know how people react. I know how people are. I said, can't we just, just open up our arms and just move forth and do what God has called us to do without people having to go through A, B, C, D? I mean, if they've if they're been proven, what do we need to reapprove them for? I understand that we have, we have uh, uh, ways, amen, that we have, we have systems and structures, but don't let those systems and structures block you from going forth. You know, just come to me and say, Pastor Kate, this is what I want to do, but look, I've been through these courses, I've been through these classes, I'm willing to take them again, but my goodness, like, I don't need 101, I don't need one-on-one this, two-on-one that. I'm, I'm ready to move forward. And I think a lot of the times the way ministry is stumbled is that we're the plug. We're the thing. We're, we plug it up. We, we, we don't, we don't um, allow people to move forward. So God is telling me in 2023, he says, simplify, simplify the process. Simplify the things. Because as I said, 2023 is a, is a year of reformation. God's about to do some things that are going to blow our mind. Um, God says that, when he inspects our trees, he's seeing buds. Amen? Isn't that exciting? That when God has come and inspected our trees, he sees buds. He sees the, the beginning of fruit beginning to, to, to form. Amen? That is an honor. That just blew me away. I just broke into tears because when we look at it, we look at it through natural eyes, but God is looking at it through spiritual eyes. And God says that he is beginning to see fruit. And God also told me that he has, um, that he is at work and he will not forsake what he has promised us. That he will not forsake the vision that he's given us. That he will not forsake the promises that he's, ca that he's called for us. And God says we just need to align and go and let go of the past. I know, I know, I know y'all miss Pastor Gilbert. I am not Pastor Gilbert. I don't preach like Pastor Gilbert. I don't teach like Pastor Gilbert. Go to YouTube and just knock yourself out. Amen? <laughs> because God is saying that, you know, there's so many talents, so many people in this congregation that have the gift of preaching, have the gift of speaking. So in 2023, I, I don't plan to just, if you all know the process I go through on Saturdays, it would blow your mind. Eddie came in the, in, in the office about 1230 and he said, you still study it? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, for me, that's just not my gifting. My gifting is prophetic, and God is beginning to, to, to tell me, release what I've told, told you. Speak what I've told you. You know, I want you to get up and exhort the people. There are other people here that can teach. There are other people here that can, can bring an organized word, amen, <laughs> that, can, that can teach us, that can help us to grow in, in, in Christ. And so we, that we need to use, basically he's saying, we need to use all the giftings. 
He says, you know what your number one gift is. And oftentimes I will see people and, I, and God has spoken to me and I'll be like, mm, I, don't, I don't know, Lord. <laughs> like, I don't want to get stoned. But I'm really beginning to understand that God wants me to release and speak in the prophetic uh, and to use the gift that he has given me. God says that the church is not, does not exist on your posi the position you hold. God says, we've got to let go of these positions. He said, it's about kingdom and not our religious rituals. Amen? So we've got to break up, break up the, 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 the fallow ground and stop you know, worrying about, well, this is my position and I got to tiptoe over here and, and ask sis if I can teach a class or do this or that. You know, if God has gifted you, we want to be able to allow the giftings within you to flow. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how 2020, 2023 should be. God is saying that those willing to till the ground and overturn the soils of their heart will experience great fruitfulness. Amen. In other words, God is saying when you die to your flesh and you quit being selfish about the giftings that were in you and you begin to release those back into the body because we have great giftings. We go to work and we do excellent work. We get accommodations and all that. And God has said, take that talent and go and use it in the house of God. Whether you're a teacher or whether you work with children and you come in and, you know, people just come into church like, I've been with them kids all week. I don't want to come in here and deal with y'all's children. You know, God is saying, but you're gifted to do those things. Amen. God is asking us to use the gifts that he's given us. And God says, as we continue to unite and support and work together, he will hold back the devourer. Amen. That God will hold back the enemy. That our anxious thoughts of how, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to do this? How are we going to? He says, I will hold back the devourer. I will make the provision for you. One of the things that I truly praise God for is that even since a pastor has passed, I have lacked for nothing. I mean, when I say nothing, and I was freaking out. I was calling the mortgage company, like I was calling realtors, like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't afford this. We can't, I can't afford to live here. I have not even missed a payment. I'm actually two months ahead of my mortgage. Amen. God has allowed me, and, and I believe truly because I know part of it is that pastor was a spender and I wasn't, but God has allowed me to become debt-free to the point to where I can double my tithes. Like I never quit paying pastor's tithes, but now I even give an, I've increased them, and that's not to brag, but that's just to say how good God has been, how he has watched over me. Because that anxiety had me thinking, you know what? I'm going to be over here in these pallet homes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be out here looking, you know, I'm going to be out here looking crazy because the weight of ministry, uh, it call, there's a great expense that's in here. And I know that, you know, people have challenges with tithes and offerings. Some people just don't want to give. Some people come and receive a word and they leave every Sunday without giving to the house of God. But God is saying as we open up our hearts, he will re rectify our, our accounts. Amen. He will, he will pour out a blessing that we have no room to receive. So God is saying to us uh, that he desires to remove the anxiety that 2022 and life period is going to bring. It would be beautiful if we could resolve and not have anxiety in 2023. 
It would be beautiful, but it's impossible. On my way to church, I was just feeling that I could just hear the enemy, yang, 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 yang. And I was like, okay, God, I'm preaching on anxiety. Why am I feeling it right now? Why am I getting anxious right now? But God is saying that he will help us as we, as we confess to each other and say, hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I don't understand this and that, but as we unite as family, we all understand what family is. We all understand that family has drama. We all understand that we got the crazy uncles and the, and the, and the cousin that just, is, just got a mouth on her. We, we all have experienced that. But when we get in here, we fake it. <laughs> you know, when we get in here, we just act like, you know, well, oop, child, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with that. But God is saying for us to get into each other's business, amen? When we till the soil, we're bringing up all those issues, all of those issues that we can all embrace and say, sis, come over here, baby. I've been there. I've done that. Brother, let me help you through that situation. And he said the season of prayer is essential and a vital tool to combat the enemy. So one of the things that you all saw uh, Pastor Aaliyah saying that she's getting ready to do a series on prayer. I'm begging you guys. I'm begging you. Please come out. Man, that Fruit of the Spirit series was fire. <laughs> I learned so much out of that. I was so refreshed. God is saying in order for us to be what he's called us to be in 2023, it's going to take a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer, not for the success of restoration, but for the restoring of our hearts, for the restoring of his kingdom, in order for him to release what he has for us, in order for him to, to, to bring true reformation unto this earth. He needs his bride to be preparing. He needs his bride to be in connection with him. God's not going to come and just bless our mess. God is saying, prepare your soil. Dig and fertilize. Prepare the ground so that when I, can, when I come, I can release seed into you. I can release life into you. I can release reverence back into you. So I just wanted to just say, Happy New Year. Amen. And let's really take 2023 seriously. Let's take it to the, another level. Let's make it out on Wednesdays, amen, for this prayer series. Let's begin to just motivate, you know, if it's just, if you just start off with maybe once a month, I'm going to come out to the food bank. I'm a volunteer in children's ministry. I'm going to volunteer in youth, teens, young adults. There's some place God needs you to be. And so let's not be selfish and let's resolve to do the kingdom work that God has assigned to us, Amen. Amen, amen.